Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings and literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith, so we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're following up on uh, Fruit of the Spirit Patience. So we'll wait for a little bit and then we'll get started. <laughs> or, or we can start oh, now. Oh, we can go ahead and yeah. start now. Okay. Uh, I thought in, in addition to some of the scriptures that we read yesterday morning, I'd read just a couple of pieces here. If you're in a place where you can jot this down, go to Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 16 through 28 and read uh, here. Um, again, just a demonstration. Um, let me pick this up mid-verse here. Or let me just start with 17. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. Became stiff-necked their rebellion. in their rebellion, appointed a leader in order to return to the slavery. But you are a forgiving God, gracious, compassionate. Here's the word patience, only it's translated slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you did not desert them. Again, one of the examples, Deb and you and I have been talking about uh, God's patience, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as we've been doing some reflecting on our patience with God in terms of uh, some of the Old Testament places. Uh, Again, going back to this uh, thought during the the 40 years in the wilderness, um, again, I'm staying in Nehemiah, uh, it says, by the, by the pillar of clouds, you did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. For 40 years, you sustained them in the wilderness." Their rebellion in the wilderness for the 40 years, or their, their journey in the wilderness from 40 years was because of their rebellion. And yet, in this long, lengthy process of learning, God continued to sustain them. His patience, slow to anger, allowed them that time, that 40 years, um, to move to a place where they were ready uh, to enter the promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, that just goes, that says to me the length that God is willing to go um, to reach out, to connect or reconnect, to somehow uh, restore uh, children to his presence. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to look up uh, as we speak here and see what word they translated as patience in the Old Testament. Now, granted, we're looking at Hebrew versus Greek, but did the Greek um, translate that word um, that, um, that Nehemiah used as, uh, pa- as patience, you know? Because um, that would be interesting to see, and so you just uh, ramble. Are you looking at this, Isaac? Or are you? Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Bring okay, it up here you do that while we. Because I'm, I have a hard time talking and and doing this at the same time. Um, you know, one of the things that that I see in this passage, and we were talking about this last night, was that God is incredibly patient with us. Um. You know, I'm sure any of you that read the Old Testament have to say, I would never put up with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would never be patient. But our God, um, that's that's part of his character. 
the on the other hand, we read what the Israelites did in terms of, uh, let's see, what did ne- Nehemiah say here? Some of the things, uh, uh, let me pull this back up. Um, they refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed uh, among them. Um, they appointed a leader in turn in order to return to their slavery. <laughs> um in, instead of waiting on God to do what God promised them he would do, um, they took things into their own hands time and time again. And we do that all the time. I, I keep thinking, what if I were one of the Israelites that were uh, that had come out of Egypt and um, going through the desert 40 years is an entire generation, two generations. I mean, oh, I think I would have given up on God too. I mean, that's a horrible thing for me to say, but that's a long time. Um, how long is it going to take, God? You said that we were going to, and and how many obstacles are we going to have to overcome here before we finally get to where it is that you said we were going to get? Yet he manifested his presence to them every day with every the manna. Day with a cloud, with a pillar of fire. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like he left them to wander aimlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he led them by the pillar of fire and by the cloud, mm-hmm. uh, as well manna, as gave them the manna and the water. And the water. Um, it, uh, uh, his patience in trying to create a, a generation and give them the promised land and create, once again, uh, it's interesting when you when you take a, a little step further back and look at God's attempts to create a humanity that would honor Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam and Eve mm-hmm. struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham, although he was counted as righteousness unto God, mm-hmm. struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, uh, the the brothers and sisters at the time of Noah mm-hmm. struggled with it before the flood. And after the flood, mm-hmm. struggled with it in captivity, and struggled with it in freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob's sons. Jacob's sons, it. and it it. Um, and Jacob himself. It uh, it just. Uh, if I'd have been God, I'd have just wiped the whole thing out and started all over. Right. Uh, I mean, completely wiped it out and started all over. So there's something in terms of his desire to have a relationship with us, his desire for us to honor him, his desire for us to be in communion with him mm-hmm. that um, probably goes beyond my capacity to oh, understand absolutely goes beyond our capacity. Uh, his love and commitment to us, because it really is commitment to us. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just simply, I want my children gathered around me. I mean, it's far beyond that. It's the kind of disrespect, the kind of idolatry they displayed, the kind of rebellion they displayed, the kind of grumbling they displayed. And yet uh, God was um, God was faithful, which is what we're going to be talking about this Sunday. God was faithful to them. Not this Sunday. Right, Sunday. <laughs> right, in a couple of weeks. I'm working on it. Yeah, you're working weeks. on it. Yeah, uh, but God displayed that to him over and over again, uh, and that's always just uh, amazed me. Did you find something? Yes, the verdict is in. It is uh, the the similar. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the slow part of the of the the verb there that's important. The slow to anger. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily the withholding of anger. That's specifically the 
um, the root of that, but it's a, uh, a meandering to okay. something. Okay. Slow. Um, what's the other thing here? Indulgent. Okay. Um, that kind of uh, long suffering. Okay. That's the. Thanks. That's great. Because uh, yeah. I, I a couple was... other words I remember through some study was steadfast mm-hmm. and enduring kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and, and that just describes God. And I think we have a hard time relating to that. I do too. Over the long haul, I think what those words describe is something that, um, is over the long haul, not right. a, not something that comes quickly. Um, and, and would the Israelites have learned what they learned and would we even be who we are today if it if they hadn't had that wilderness experience um i'm sure they would like to have skipped that but the lessons learned along that wilderness experience um what lessons do we learn along our wilderness experience you were talking about you know yeah but god provided them god god was there every day with the the cloud and the and the uh, pillar of fire and the manna and the water and the quail yeah and god's with us every day with with countless things and we still say where are you god and we still shake our fist at god and say but i didn't want this to happen um so, you know, I'm not sure we have learned that uh, long suffering, that patience um, with a God who who cares about us long uh, well enough <laughs> to look at the bigger picture. I don't think we'll ever learn that without releasing that fruit of the Spirit within us. Right. I don't think we have the capacity. I don't have the capacity to do that. To to. I go back and I don't have it in front of me that uh, one uh, one interpretation about the divinely inspired patience, mm-hmm. something beyond our capacity to, to to have unless it's given to us uh, through God Himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, anyway, I well, and and I think for me, um, and maybe this this was helpful to the Israelites. I don't know if they were or not because they forgot so much of their prom- the God's promises to them. Um, when there's an end in sight, and you know that that is uh, that's where you're going, and that's what you're going to get at the end, it's almost worth the trip. It's um, and I don't mean just the journey. I mean everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost worth it. Um, do we know what the um, what the end result is here. For me, it's the kingdom of God um, either um, lived out here and I want to make that happen or it's the next life. Um, either way, uh, I get a relationship with my God. Mm-hmm. And so either way, it's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if people are... I call it nose to the screen. You know, if your nose is on the TV screen, you can't see anything. Right. Uh, you have to back mm-hmm. up enough to be able to see that perspective. If our nose is on the screen, then we have no idea what the perspective is in our life. Mm-hmm. And so we can't remember. And that's why I need people. Randy is really good. He said this in the sermon. Sometimes he'll just look at me and say, take a deep breath. And sometimes that makes me mad. Um, but um, especially in the beginning of our relationship when um, he hadn't said it as many times because he didn't need to. Uh, <laughs> um, that was really helpful to say, 
let's take some time here and back up and and look at this and uh and, and look at where god we don't know exactly where god's leading us but look at god's bigger picture um, a friend of mine, uh, Terry Clark, was uh, at one time my superintendent. Uh, I was his superintendent for a short period of time, but actually he was instrumental in me coming back to serve the United Methodist Church in Illinois. Um, he, uh, he makes a statement that I have repeated a thousand times. It says, we either grow by insight or we grow by pain. And most of the time we unfortunately grow by pain. The children of Israel, or the the children of God, certainly grew most of the time by pain. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think I probably grow most of the time by pain. I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. to have the insight uh, to grow ahead of time or be open to that or not make so many mistakes along the way. But I think in terms of patience, that growing by pain, sadly, is the way that we often learn to do that. And it's interesting that we repeat it. I think in in life, how many lessons I've learned, whether it's been about relationships, whether it's been about uh, circumstances, situations, finance, whatever it's been, when I've walked through this and God's been faithful, and then I come back and I come into the same circumstance, it's got a different look to it, Mm -hmm. okay? It, It doesn't look like a Chevy this time. It looks like an Oldsmobile. How long it takes me sometimes to recognize the core principles are the same, and then to remember how I walked through that in faith the last time, or how I ended up getting <laughs> through it in faith the last time, and apply that sooner uh, than later. Yeah, to see how God fulfilled His promises before, and right. how God will continue to, because f- that's what God does. Right. <laughs> God fulfills promises. Uh, not that it's always peachy, because uh, we all know it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not always pleasant um, or look pretty, but um, uh, I think that's one of the things I love about Scripture is it doesn't paint a, a pretty um, flowery picture of God. It, picks, it portrays a, a very real picture um, of living in His kingdom and how, you know, we struggle going mm-hmm. through that. So, um, you know, this, this patience with God and then God's patience with us, I think, is an it's a whole interesting topic to look at. Turning for just a moment, one of mm-hmm. the words that I really wanted to get into yesterday but realized early in the study that it wouldn't happen was the word wait because wait and patience are tied up in the same conversation most of the time. And uh, the scripture that most often comes to my mind when we think about waiting on the Lord is Isaiah 40. Mm-hmm. They that wait are patient with, slow down with, don't jump to conclusions. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And so it comes back to the conversation that we've been having about anger directed towards God, because mm-hmm. honestly, there is anger directed towards God. Mm-hmm. The good news, I think, is to know that he can handle that. Mm-hmm. And he understands where it comes from, even though we may not understand where it comes from, whether it comes from fear or pain or past memories or just whatever it is. But I think about waiting upon the Lord. He's saying, I'm not going to necessarily give you what you want right now. I'm not going to answer it right now. He says, because 
maybe your heart's not right. Maybe there's a sin matter you need to deal with. Maybe it's just a matter of, uh, of you need to be ready to walk into this because when whatever comes, even if it's a huge blessing, I mean, uh, what was it here a couple weeks ago? Somebody on the um, oh, on one of these um, uh, Facebook things. No, uh, where you where you gamble at Casey's uh, lotteries. Uh, lotteries. <laughs> you know, where you gamble well, at Casey's. Yeah, you know. Don't look at me and one say when these, I gamble, I don't. I, know, I don't know how to I buy know. a lottery but ticket. I, I was thinking there was somebody who won like eight hundred million dollars, and they were the only ticket, and. I'm thinking, how many folks today, if God, if God were to bless them with an unseen, unreal amount of money, would be able to handle that? Right. Would be able to not only handle it in terms of fiscal wisdom, but we would be able to handle that in terms of relational kinds of pieces, or would be able to handle that in terms of, of not going off the wall to excess. Um, we can apply some other kinds of things to that as well. Uh, we just celebrated uh, Ruth Junks. Well, we celebrated her 101st birthday. 101st birthday. We remembered her on Saturday uh, for living 101 years. And so most folks, unless they're racked with pain and, and that kind of stuff, aren't quite ready to die when that happens. Um, are we ready to live, though, into generation after generation? I hear so many folks saying when they retire, they're going to retire not only from their work, they're going to retire from their other kinds of things they're doing in ministry at the church. Countless times I've heard, well, I've taught long enough, you know, and I'm thinking, but the truth is, does that mean you're no longer usable by Christ or you're no longer, I mean, he's poured all of this into you. I think about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think about um, some mornings when I haven't slept all night and the alarm clock goes off at five o'clock, I'm thinking, gosh, if I was retired, I wouldn't have to get up now. <laughs> um, but the truth is, what else would I do? God has invested people's lives in me to teach, train, equip, give. Um, when, is it, uh, when is it time to say, I don't have anything left to give? Because mm-hmm. in saying that then, we're saying, God has left me out in the cold. Right. Um, so we are no longer waiting on the Lord then. Or wait. maybe we are just, yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, just because we're not serving doesn't mean we're waiting yeah. on the Lord. I started chasing that rabbit. I really don't know you where did. I was going with yeah. it. But, you know, yeah, I was trying I to do that. Yeah, I was you were trying, trying to, to help me back. there. But anyway, yeah. I was just looking at some other verses of Scripture. Um, uh, in Psalm eighty six fifteen, I love this one. But you, are Lord, are a compassionate, gracious God. Again, slow to anger. There's that... Uh, there's that language once again, abounding in love and faithfulness. Uh, Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen. Wait on the Lord. Uh, I like Psalm sixty-two, twenty-five. It says, "Wait only on the Lord," <laughs> uh, as opposed to waiting on whatever else we might want to wait on. Um, Lamentations, which is an interesting place. Uh, the Lord is good to them that wait for Him, uh, and I love Acts four. Uh, although I would have been frustrated, I would have been like Peter uh, after all that I've seen. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, wait until the Holy Spirit has come to endue you with power. Mm-hmm. And at that point, waiting on the Lord probably laid the foundation for effectiveness 
in terms of sharing the gospel. I want to say success in terms of getting the name of Jesus out, because if they would have gone and done that on their own power, on their own remembrance, on their own energy. It could have been a disaster. It, it would have been a disaster. It may have been a short-term flourish, but there would not have been any sustaining grace and ministry to that. And so uh, waiting is, uh, is a good thing. Um, waiting is, is something that uh, I'm still learning about. Uh, but I believe praise defeats the enemy, so I'm learning to praise God in the midst of waiting. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to teach me as I'm sitting here on my hands. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to show me. Thank you, Lord, for whatever is going to happen that's going to bless, teach, train, equip somebody else's life through my journey here or that I can pass along to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm I'm not good at waiting. I want to jump right in and do it. Um, And so... um, Fortunately, Randy and I are in ministry together because he will often say, "Now let's let's just wait a minute. Let's are we ready for this?" Um, and um, I'm I'm not as good at that. Um, so yeah, I think it. I and and then further on um, in Hebrews twelve one um, talks about Christians running the wait, race with patience. <laughs> um, and uh, and then he goes on there to talk about add words like endurance mm-hmm. with that steadfastness mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. in that patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was never an athlete. I think I've said that before. I was never an athlete in high school. So that whole endurance thing, yeah, I didn't try to build it up. I just tried to get out of running. Um, forget the patience or forget the endurance. I just I just tried to get out of it. I, didn't like it um but that whole um uh, athletic um uh, imagery there i think is important um because you can't just run the first part of the race you have to run the middle and the last as well um and sometimes we get tired and we get tired of waiting for the finish line because we don't really know when the finish where the finish line is you know in a race you know you can see the beginning and you can see the end Mm-hmm. In most cases, right? I mean, I've not run. <laughs> well, you're at least aware of the distance. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and and so you kind of know where that's going to be or when that's going to be. Um, but in life, we don't necessarily. And I'm not just talking about dying. I, I'm talking about you know when when is this season of whatever going to be over with? Um, right. Yeah. I think I think a lot of this discussion of patience always gets. Um, at least encapsulated in popular culture by the idea of delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. yesterday, but you know, how is that? How is that different? Because those terms seem to be used interchangeably, and I'm not. I'm not sure that they necessarily should be. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you've kind of drawn some distinctions, but are there some? some very stark distinctions between this idea, you know, this idea in psychology of a a delayed gratification, something that you're describing maybe as this is the finish line, I know when it's coming, you know, and this idea, at least of biblical patience that, um, that we've been talking about. Is there, is there anything that we can maybe put a sharper point on? You know, um, I was a psychology major in, in college Mm -hmm. and, um, so delayed gratification was something that we taught our rats and pigeons. Of course. Um, um, and we would teach them to do several things before they could get their 
reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a real difference. And, and when you look at the runner, uh, delayed gratification, I'm not sure describes the runner um, because um, they're, I mean, they have to run the race in order to finish it. Do they uh, want to win it and get a prize? Yeah, but um, I'm not sure that is the same concept as um, you've got to wait until after dinner to have a cookie, Um, you know, um, and and the idea of biblical waiting is to, uh, I almost said sit back, but it's not, it's not a sit back, it's an active waiting. Um, We don't um, not do ministry while we're waiting on the Lord. We we continue to uh, move forward, but it's that um, uh, I keep wanting to say resting in God, and and please know that by resting, it's not. No, I think that's I think that's immobility. The right word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a an active resting. Is that uh, you know um, a, a continuing to go forward, but knowing that um, knowing deep within us that um, that that God's promises will be fulfilled. You know. Yeah, I think it's the check the you know check the pace. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. the slowness. It's like what what rhythm are you on mm-hmm. right now? Is this mm-hmm. too fast? Is this too slow? Is this you know for those who are running a little too quickly, um, this concept of uh, forbearance or slow to something mm-hmm. you know calls them to check it mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you know that's a good. I think that's one of the good differentiations in that is that it's not about necessarily an end, uh, specific end in sight, um, mm-hmm. that there are, when you slow down and you recognize along the way that the change of pace actually makes you more aware of something that's right in front of you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, again, that call that, at least through the Old Testament, is like, hey, uh, you, you got what you need right here. Here's... Mm-hmm. Here's fire, here's cloud, here's manna, here's quail, here's community, here's presence, here's all of these different things, and you are too set on something else mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not yours to have right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird a, a weird time shift mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, that's the Bible, weird time shifts. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I have never known God to be um, in more of a hurry than me. Correct. You know, yeah. I've never. Um, um, I mean, God. I mean, God is just more patient with me than I am with anything. Um, and God, um, God's not on my time frame, which is awesome because that would be a big problem. Right. I think that that's. I think that's well said in terms of uh, God is not in a hurry like we are in a hurry, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's a good thing, and that's always. That's always referred to in scripture as a good thing. Like God's not in mm-hmm. a hurry, and that's good for you. Right. <laughs> right. Don't be don't be too eager for the end of the world. Don't be too eager for this, that, and the other thing. Don't be eager for vengeance. Don't be eager for mm-hmm. these kinds of things. These aren't, you know, these aren't your business, mm-hmm. uh, basically. And you know, be glad that mm-hmm. that God's not in a hurry about it right. either. Um, right. And I think that's always right. It's always humorous uh, at, at yeah. best and kind of Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, at worst, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a problem for me. <laughs> Continually, problem for that's me. A problem for everybody. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came across a great quote 
Uh, it says the practice, the practical practice of patience restores and protects relationships. Godly patience enables us to show mercy instead of hate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. To forgive instead of seek revenge. Mm-hmm. And that may be where God's patience is at its very best mm-hmm. when it helps us not to react with revenge or even the next step, which is vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, that's where God's patience, I think. Uh, somebody said, patience is the ability to put up with people you'd like to put down, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a silly way of saying it. In other ways, it's not. It, no, in other ways, right. it says something about it comes back to relationships, and that's what patience really is designed to do is to help us build those relationships. And again, especially with those who are not yet believers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so they might believe, mm-hmm. like Paul wrote in First Timothy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, thank you for your patience with us <laughs> as we sneak toward the longest timeline. Uh, oh, really? We've had. Well, <laughs> probably not, but it's really close. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we do. We do appreciate uh, you hanging in there till the end. And uh, if you have uh, questions or discussions, we'd love to uh, participate in those, answer those, uh, address those. You can uh, find us at all the regular places, Facebook, email, all that business, Twitter. And uh, we'd love to connect with you. Uh, so until next time, we'll be back with um, a deeper dive into faithfulness. No, kindness I'm sorry. And kindness and goodness. Yes. We're, Goodness. Pushing goodness. We're pushing two of them together. That's right. Be kind, be good. Uh, So, till then, grace and peace. Mm